Good morning. Good morning, Steve. <laughs> I thought I'd give I you a lovely that. overture. Very vulgar. Uh, are we talking about chain gangs? Yeah. Oh well. Now, funny you should be. Funny you should no. be playing such a tuneful tune uh, of a Thursday morning. There, there's a small, small, yeah, but not insignificant pattern. I'll just leave it at that. I would call Patrick Ho small. No, <laughs> no, there is. You're right. So um, now we have the conviction in the United States of Patrick Ho, the former Secretary for Home Affairs. And we sort of know what affairs he was involved in now hey, because hey. Um, he, he took a great liking, liking to Senegal and took a lot of I used... I love it. And you believe the Senegalese diplomats lying, cheating. Yeah, yeah. he, he, took, he, he, he had a great affinity to that country, he took a whole load of used US dollars over and um, had fruitful discussions with them. Anyway, he's going to be slammed up in, in an American jail. But let's go back to this issue of a pattern. It is now quite extraordinary how many and we're not talking about you know minions these are very high it's level officials the, minions. the secretary for home affairs as was patrick hose slammed up the former chief secretary donald jung is slammed up and chief executive and the chief executive <laughs> rafael hoy yeah so they're all in jail that's a trio um then you've got um, waiting a waiting trial, but accused also accused of uh, bribery is Wilson Fung, who was a deputy secretary for economic affairs, who went across to the airport where he was dramatically arrested uh, back in August. And then you've got the sort of shadowy stuff. Yeah, you know, we've still we, we're still waiting to know whether. Um, Anthony Lexus Leung, as he became famously known, who was the financial secretary who decided to buy a new car just ahead of uh, banging up the tax. Can I ask you a question about that? Of course, no, no comeback on that. Absolutely not. But my question is, had he played this differently, if we were crims, could he have actually gotten away with this? Had he played it? I mean, here we are. He knows he's going to put up the tax, so he buys a new motor. But just just in a different realm, was there any way that could have been the perfect crime for him? I'm, I'm kind do you know of, what I mean? I'm kind of the view, if you don't want to do the time, don't no, do I'm, the crime. No, I'm just purely, purely yeah, hypothetically. No, no, I don't know. I mean, the, f- the fact of the matter is this was so blatant. It was kind you know, of. <laughs> he had insider knowledge that the, the, the tax was going up, so he zipped out and got himself a little Lexus. I mean, who wouldn't, frankly? <laughs> And then, of course, I mean, we're, we're still in financial secretaries. I mean, you know, the number three person in the administration. Um, uh, and then we've got Henry Tang. Oh, sorry, I've got that so right. Mrs Tang. She was the apparently. guilty party. He apparently didn't know that there was an illegal See, basement these are, these being are the ones built that you in can his kind house. Of, these are the ones you can kind of laugh at a bit. Is that they what you are, mean? Yes. Yeah, yeah, but comedy. what I'm saying is, uh, th- this comes into the category, and I don't know if the listener will be aware of these highfalutin terms, but this comes into the category of dodgy business at the top dodgy (laughs) geezers at the top and it is extraordinary i mean i I only put this list together i may have missed somebody out um early this morning you know that was sort of after breakfast so gosh there, there may well be more but i would only say that um when you have this number and it's a large number for an administration that only has been in office for for since 1997, um, it's a large number of very senior people to be convicted of senior, uh, sorry, of, of serious crimes. And these are serious crimes. To get caught, I mean, basically. And being get, get They're the caught. ones who got caught. That's the ones who got caught, yes. Yeah, so whether we'll, we'll, we'll see another parade of, of people joining the chain gang um, in the fullness of time, I don't know. I just asked him before we started. But it tells you something about the character of the people who get top jobs in the SAR's administration. 
Yeah, it could do. I just said, who do you think, you know, just for fun, flip the coin, in five years' time, who's going to be the character from this administration <laughs> yes, that's going to be on Rikers? I, I think on air, probably not a good idea <laughs> no, 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 to no, no, give no, a no, name. No, hypothetical, purely. <laughs> yeah, 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 well, I can think of one character who, who looks distinctly <laughs> dodgy to me, but um, we'll, 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 we'll see if, if his, somebody's feeling his collar closer to the time. But I, But what I say is, you know, how can you have... So senior people who've apparently gone through this wonderful, rigorous checking process with the comrades approving their uh, very existence in office, and yet they turn out to be this dodgy. I mean... Is it a gene? I don't know. Some pe- people... I was. I mean, there was corruption, of course, in the old <sighs> colonial regime. That was no kidding. Yes. But, but, to be fair... In those days, it didn't reach these levels. You know, you, you, you had bent coppers, definitely... You had a few minor league bent officials, but you didn't have people like the chief secretary going off to jail. You didn't have the governor or a former being chief. arrested or a former. Well, well, no. The, well, Raphael Hoy was the chief secretary at the time he was yeah. nabbed. Um, so you know you don't have people of that level in the administration being nabbed and sent off to jail. Now you may want to. Um, you know, if you're scuttling around in the ashes, you may say, oh, well, this proves that Hong Kong's rule of law is operating. But actually, it does do that. Yeah. That, that is a, a good aspect of it. It, yeah, means, yeah. it means that even if you're a very mighty person in the administration, but the suspicion lingers, say in the case of Donald Jung, that he wouldn't have been um, nabbed if he hadn't somehow also fallen out of political favour. So, you know, now we have that comes into the equation, and that's where things get very, very dubious. I'm not saying he didn't do it. You know, he's been through a trial, he's been through an appeal, and, and the decision has been made. So, you know, there's no, in my mind, ambiguity about what happened. The question is, would those charges have been yeah. brought? It's the oldest trick in the know. book, isn't it? Don't know. <laughs> when, when somebody, you know, discredit them... <laughs> In fact, it yes. is. It's not about putting them in jail, is it, Steve? It's about discrediting you just, them. You just, you just flag up yeah. something dodgy about this person. I mean, and, and of course, let's, let's not forget, if you look across the border, it is um, the purge on corruption which is being used as a cover for an enormous, enormous political crackdown. I mean, mm. it makes the Hong Kong uh, events look like a sideshow. But again, you know, most of the people falling victim to that... Are, are relatively minor officials with some very significant exceptions. I mean, mm. if you have um, people in the Politburo like Bolshevik who are now in jail, you know, you're not you're not dealing with minions. You're dealing with people at the top of the tree. Mm. So you've got that going on. You've got there though. It's rather more obviously an anti-corruption campaign in in drag. Because what it really is is a political purge. The other side is corrupt people, not my well, corrupt. I mean, <laughs> but to be fair, are these people also completely clean? You know, have they never mm. have they never seen a dodgy a dodgy renminbi in their life? I don't think so. Yeah, yeah. So you know, in in a society where corruption is so rampant, all you need to do is 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 sort of vaguely point the finger, and it will land on someone who's done something dodgy. I think that goes back to my thing about uh, the so- so-called corruption gene. I mean, people have written about this, tend to say it doesn't exist. But, <coughs> but why do some people just go down this avenue? I, I don't know. Is it some people are just born gamblers? Some I, people I are born this, that... I think some of it is the arrogance of power, you is know. Is that what it is? They think they're untouchable. I, I, I must say, when I had my uh, funny little period, when I was a lot younger, working in, in the Houses of Parliament... Uh, I only did, I did that for about four years, I think. Um, I was always struck 
by this 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 incredible arrogance of um, both government ministers and members of parliament who always thought they were untouchable, you know. But why, why would they go and do these things? Because they were so arrogant. Because they, they could. That means I think it's, they thought, you know, they would do something. You, you know, you'd have a, a situation would arise mm. and that there was a right way and a wrong way of doing it. The wrong way was the quicker way so, and possibly the more satisfying way. And they go, oh, don't know, no one's going to notice. And you'd be sitting there thinking, I mean, I was a very junior minion, so it wasn't for me to say, but I'd be sitting there thinking, Blimey, this is a bit risky, isn't it? But it's interesting how reckless they were. Well, I mean, I was always yeah. marvelling at that. You know, it wasn't that that, that um, they didn't realise that there was a danger of being caught. They were just reckless. They just thought, you know what? Can you think of a massive one? Because a lot of politicians have gone down for having scurrilous affairs and stuff. I mean, way back, John Profumo, etc. But in terms of what we call corruption, I mean, Geoffrey Archer's one wasn't... I mean, I'm, I'm talking about down-the-line corruptedness corruption you mean can, take, can you, taking can you, can taking you one taking a big bung yeah is what you're talking or, or, about yeah something wholly illegal shall we say um, I, I, can't, I can't off the top of my head i i can't i mean there was a lot in local government that i recall but right. you know these are names that nobody will remember uh, they've been condemned to entirely rightful obscurity but i i'm yeah it's an interesting point that i i'm thinking you mean but a total s- someone like like a patrick ho who was who was yeah. secretary to for for home affairs was actually caught with all these used notes in his bag and went, oh, well, it was a charity so, donation. So in the UK, we get a lot of stories, and probably in the States, I just don't know them, we get a lot of stories about... There's so, lots of people in the Trump administration well, yeah, yeah. going through... So-and-so claiming double this and triple yeah. that when they have properties. That's nasty but and petty. Yeah. But again, why do they feel the compulsion to do it? Well, I, I always go back to the the the, the great thing that uh, uh, I had a very good friend who was who was working with me also at that time. His father was one of the leaders of Liverpool Council. Yeah, and he 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 said, "Do you know what depresses me about my colleagues is how much risk they'll take for so very little money." Bingo. <laughs> That's what I'm on about. I mean, you could take that anywhere, but he he, he was a funny guy. I I don't. I think he was actually straight as a die. He really was. But he'd say this, and he'd sort of shake his head in wonder, going, "Why do they do that? Why do they do a big one? Yeah, you know, if you're going to be bent, at least do it for a million bucks." Yeah, I'm just curious though. We'll have a think about that. I wonder if there's any sort of huge. And if there's anybody really corrupt, perhaps they could write in in (laughs) in the usual place. Yeah, this would be the place to confess. Very interesting though steve i mean the list is growing it is growing and as i say it's growing um at a very sort of toppy level but as if if anybody who works in the government knows steve there are so many (coughs) so many processes for everything that's right and what does that tell you that tells you that um this is a high-risk business and and also the other thing about these people who are bent is they tend to make enemies down the road. Oh well, that's because, why they end up like Boshi Lai. Yes, that's how <laughs> they get nobbled because you know you kick an underling around the room and the underling finds a a scrap of paper with something incriminating on it. They tend not to keep it to themselves. See, this notion that you can just tread on people on the way up because you think you're never going to come back down again. But boy, don't you come back down again. This is where we come back to the question of arrogance. You know, I got where I am today by being the best person in the room. That's the thing. That's the theory. 
And you, you look at these people, you thought, you're not the best person in the lab, let alone in the room. Right, so we're seeing stories on uh, our news, of course, the news, social media, etc., etc., about the IPCC, the Independent Police Complaints people, saying there are a few too many complaints about the boys in blue happening now. So basically, Steve, is your impression that it, dodginess, is actually coming back? And people are saying it is. Well, I think there is. I certainly have that impression. And, and unfortunately with the police, because we have such... Um, we have uh, the people who are leading the police force now are so politically involved. There's a lack of support among the public. I mean, Hong Kong used to have pretty much wall-to-wall support and appreciation for the police. That is, if you look at public opinion surveys, that is now diminishing because the police are being called upon to increasingly play a political role. You know, they in the policing of demonstrations, in allowing this and not allowing that. And people are beginning to think this is not an objective um, law and order enforcement organisation in the way that after the big purges, and they were very big, um, of the police force, it did seem that the reputation was restored in, in, in a rather impressive way. I only mention the cops right now because that is a news story that's going from, around this morning. Fr- yes. But I think I'm, I'm just saying across the board, in whatever profession, you get the impression that it's, it's on the way back. And, and you know, the more you, you, you have people demonstrating outside the courts if they don't like the the judgment that the that the judge has made the more you get into an atmosphere where the judiciary the law enforcers everything to do with the rule of law comes into question so congratulations mm. to all those you know rent a crowd who who, who, who were mobilised to denounce judges who didn't apparently give sufficiently harsh sentences to people involved in the Occupy protest. You're doing a great job. Carry on. <laughs> no, sorry about that, listener. <laughs> um, well, where were we? Oh, yes. Well, we're, we're on a new subject we now. Are, the new subject the we're, we're turning. We've turned the page. Yep. Um, it's a new subject, which of course is an old subject. That's the best things about new subjects. And we're we're back at Legco, my favourite place. No, mm. no, no, no greater fun palace in the whole of the Hong Kong SAR, or indeed Greater Bay Area. A word I haven't managed to get into the program. One so word. Far. Yes, greater Bay, Bay Area, area. <laughs> on the Belt Road. Um, and uh, we're, we're, we're back with expulsions again. So we've got, this time it's Eddie Chu, who apparently is is deemed politically toxic enough not to be allowed to run in village elections, yet is a legislator who could, play, could run in that. <laughs> so to be fair to the government camp, they are taking this to the logical conclusion. They go, oh, we could chuck him out of LegCo as well. Well, well done, boys. So, so far there have been... 10 disqualifications yeah. of candidates running for election. That's a very high number indeed. Fairly, isn't it? Yeah. And all on grounds of, which is really interesting, all on grounds of the electoral officer, my mate Enoch, saying that she doesn't... One bloke from his... It's a woman, spec- actually. Oh, sorry, yeah. one, sorry, one <laughs> woman. Oh, come on. Uh, I mean... She's called Enoch. I know, it's confusing. Yeah, um, OK. Well. Uh, but anyway, anyway, the point is... 
but her grounds for doing this are really interesting. It's not, you know, I've 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 found you in the cupboard with so and so. It's all I don't suspect what you're telling me is what you really think. And I'm thinking, gosh, aha, gosh, you don't suspect what I'm telling you is what you really think. It's a really interesting way of disqualifying somebody from election. So you you are you know you're sort of. You're somehow omnipotent, and you actually know. You can get inside the minds of people. Now, Eddie Chu is an interesting character because he's... he's brilliant. He's like, whatever. Yeah, <laughs> but he's, you know, he's for a long time been compa- uh, uh, campaigning in the rural areas. He's very well known for yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a natural fit, obviously, for the village elections, which is why he's been barred from them. <laughs> exactly. Um, but... Um, uh, but he is suspected of harbouring views that will undermine the national security of, of the People's Republic of China and its 1.3 billion citizens. Well, you know what? I don't believe a word of it. What I do believe is that there's a purge underway. And the the people in the pro-government camp are not now scenting blood. They're scenting a river of blood. Oh, I can get rid of Enoch, this one. rivers of yeah, blood. I was, yes. Yeah, well done. You're someone who's got that. Um, but I think I think now they 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 they've they've think oh, we've got the majority in Legco we can more or less vote for, vote through anything we like they they probably can't actually do this one because they need a two thirds majority to eject him but nonetheless the view is oh well, we can change all the rules that's what they're going to do they will change the rules and then you know Legco will be the tame beast that it always was designed to be and that. To be fair, is how the colonial authorities set it up as a tame beast, yeah. and it's evolved into something a bit more active. Um, meanwhile, uh, there are people in the democratic camp who are so ludicrously stupid; it's unbelievable. You know, doing these demonstrations in Legco, getting themselves chucked out. Does what seem is the to point that of that? Yeah. What is the point of that? I don't get it at all. Neither do I. Um, what makes the pro-government people so organised? Really, a, mach- a well-oiled uh, machine. Well, they do. Whatever they you do think get their instructions from Western. I but mean, they're, it's, they're, it's you know their yeah. stage management isn't yeah. bad. It's not bad, and you speak as someone who's organised performances. So. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they are. They are, and um, uh, you know the Democrats. Uh, you know, there's no hole too big for certain people in the Democratic camp to want to fall into. Right. So, so they're saying, oh, you know, we've got to change the rules because of unruly behaviour, and they go. Tell you what, we'll stage she some said unruly. She screaming, we'll, being carried we out by we, three birds. We shall stage some unruly <laughs> behaviour because they do need evidence. They do need evidence. This is this is absolutely the way to go. Now, I'm not saying that they wouldn't do it without um, encouragement from certain members of the Democratic camp, but you know, why make it so easy? I know it's a shame we're making fun of it, but it's a shame. It isn't is an it? awful shame. I mean, but the, and also, this is not funny. Because what you're basically doing is purging the electoral system of opposition voices. In other words, you don't have a proper... You, you have a sort of Singapore-style election system, which, you know, which, which continues to maintain itself as being a democracy. Mm-hmm. But it's almost impossible for an election candidate to stand or win, despite the fact that in Singapore, this is a little-known fact, the opposition, in terms of the popular vote, gets something like forty percent of the vote. But <laughs> you look, you, you look in vain for an opposition member of parliament. I mean, they, they've had one or two, yeah. but but 
um, because of the way the boundaries are drawn, because of the way they disqualify them. This great idea of disqualifying people from election, they do it in Singapore by bankrupting them, then say, oh, well, you can't have a bankrupt running for, for the parliament. That's, that's entirely out of order. So, you know, Hong Kong is, is, has looked at that and said, I like the look of that. They yeah. say they have elections. They don't really. Could, could we have some of that? And they're, they're now, you know, it's now ramping it up. So as I say, there's ten down. I don't know how many more there are to go, but you see the you see the glimmer of excitement in the pro-government camp. We don't need to win elections anymore. We just just expel the we just expel people um, from even running who we think will cause us a problem. It's a great plan. I think we've got time for one more. I don't. We know do. if, I don't know if you've got any thoughts on as much as you can the ongoing Benny Tai thing. Um, well, I. Yes. I mean, let's just remind ourselves what it is. There's nine people on trial Mm. as a result of the uh, fallout from the Occupy movement, three of whom uh, are are the uh, people who launched Occupy Hong Kong, but there's other people involved in that trial. And what's increasingly coming out of the evidence is how weak is the government's position because you you see this succession of people saying that particularly the three founders of Occupy – um, Occupy Hong Kong were, sorry, Occupy Central were, were, were very alarmed about the way it evolved. It just went, didn't it? And it went off it, like it a was rocket. Not un- I mean, you know, C.Y. Leung is still maintaining that foreign forces manipulated it but all. But when the time but, is right. But when the time is right, he will be presenting that evidence. But meanwhile, what is very clear is what happened was entirely spontaneous, entirely beyond their control. They thought it would be a typical small-scale demonstration. I mean, Benny Tai himself said, you know, we were hoping for 10,000, but that seemed a bit ambitious. But anyway, we thought we'd get 10,000 people to stage a sit in for about a week, uh, not a week, a couple of days, I think he said. And it just didn't happen like that. Why didn't it happen like that? Because in the early stages of the protests, the police decided to up the ante by firing tear gas. Now, I was there on that night when that happened. And I can assure you that it was no different from 24 hours before. The difference was the police decided to up the ante. And in your opinion, that's what but that's K- what brought it well, off. I, I know. I mean, yeah, yeah, I, I'm I, I, just saying. That's what yes, kicked it off. That's what kicked it off. I mean, so you'd had a, a, a protest that probably would have petered out. I think would have petered out. But people were so furious. And the, what was really interesting after that was previously you'd had what you may describe as the usual suspects turning up. After that, all sorts turned up who who who'd never honor, seen a demonstration it? in their life. And thought, I'm getting down to Admiralty because this is not right. And then that's when you got this literally hundreds of thousands of people taking part in the movement. So anyway, they now want their pound of flesh. Um, Carrie and her associates are very keen to demonstrate to the central authorities that they can, through the legal process, clamp down on protest Good luck with that. I don't think that's going to happen. Let's go to an email, quickie from Steve here, and I think Mm. you probably already answered his question. He says, would you not agree that we're in the situation we're in now with LegCo due to the childish behaviour of the pandems with oath-taking, etc., even without disqualification? I believe, says Steve, the electorate of local elections are sick and tired of the Democrats anyway. Well, I think there is a a weariness. But, you know, it's not that people have suddenly become enamoured with the ideas of the DAB and the pro, pro-government camp. It's just that they maintain 
something we just talked about, a very high level of organisation, very well-funded level of organisation. Mm-hmm. And, you know, they do have supporters. And the problem is that people who naturally support Democrats are feeling less and less motivated to come out and vote. It's more than the money, I think. I mean, oh, it is it, more than the money, yes, but, definitely. But funding is fantastic, but ability to take direction, that's something that only comes from us. Now, somehow, these guys' ability to take direction is really rather impressive. Yeah, I mean, it, it helps if you don't have an ideology, you don't have a core belief, and you're basically a bunch of opportunists. Yeah. It does help, and I recommend that to anyone. But <laughs> all, that, all that aside, I, I just wonder whether they will manage to sustain this level of, of, of oppression. I think they probably will. 